Hello everyone, this is Sean Moss and I'm your host for this episode of the Ross Local School District Podcast. Each episode, we will be learning together about a new topic, bringing in district leaders, students, staff, and parents to provide insight and discuss the choices and opportunities available at Ross Local Schools. It's a conversation about what we're doing here at Ross Local Schools and how we discover, aspire, and relate every day. All right, welcome back. My co-host today is Mr. Steve Castader. So, Steve, I'm going to turn it over to you to welcome our guest. And who is with us today? Today uh, with Mr. Chris Saylor, who's the longtime principal <laughs> of Ross Middle School. What is it with you folks in this longtime <laughs> old team? All it's a this great, place, great to place to be. Well, that's true. They want to stay. And, yeah. and Mr. Saylor's cases he'll get into, I'm sure he is a lifelong Ross resident and Absolutely. alum of Ross local schools. And, no kidding. Uh, straight away for a little bit, I think, but then came back and uh, ha- has been in the Ross community for a long time and, and also right. now is the principal at, uh, at Ross Middle School. Uh, well, well, thank you, Mr. Castader. Thanks, Sean, for having me today. I appreciate it. Uh, as Steve mentioned, I am a lifelong Ross resident. Uh, actually, family history at Ross. My father went to Ross. My grandmother went to Ross. She was actually the first class at the, what's the risk building right now? My father wow. went to Ross back when Morgan was a separate school district. was here when they combined the two. So we've been here a while. My mother taught at Ross. So uh, this is my 21st year as an administrator in Ross. Congratulations. Did, yeah, thank you. Did three years as the assistant principal. Uh, first started, it was a little bit weird. I came back as an assistant principal. I had a lot of the teachers that actually had taught me that I, you know, now I had to go in and, hey, you need to fix this a little bit. That was kind of fun <laughs> in some ways. Uh, so my 18th year as principal. Um, so been here a while. Yeah. So what's going on at the middle school? Um, what, do, what do you want us to know? Everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I want to know is, I don't know if any of our listeners have actually been inside a middle school before, but 21 years at a at the middle school level, I'm assuming there's some type of, of medal uh, or award that goes along with that. How, what's been the draw to stay at the, at the middle school I, for that amount of years uh, instead of maybe one of those cake jobs uh, like Mr. Perry and Mr. Hall have at the elementary uh, level? You know, I, 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 hopefully they won't listen to the podcast <laughs> there that you said that. Um, yeah, and, you know, Steve, you're right. I mean, middle school's tough. It is tough. It's, I taught it's middle tough. school for six years. Yeah, yeah. and I loved it, though. That it, was my, right. it, it was my favorite yeah. place. Absolutely. And, you know – it's t- hard for the kids. I mean, they're, they're transitioning from that elementary, you know, kind of everything's still new and they're young to becoming young adults and trying mm-hmm. to find themselves, you know, figure out who they are, what they want to be, what they want to do. You know, and I just love that. Like getting a chance to see kids discover their passion and who they are and where they want to go, what they want to do when they hit high school and beyond high school. You know, it, it, it's why I got into education. So, really? Yeah. I mean, it just is just helping kids figure out who they are. And again, I, you know, my mother was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Actually, my sister's a teacher. My wife's an intervention specialist. It kind of runs in the family in our blood. But um, I just love working with kids and being with kids. And wow. middle school. Yeah. And, 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 and all joking aside, that, that middle school age is so in, important. Mm-hmm. And you do sure. see that growth and transformation. And yeah. uh, Chris, as you remember, my son actually transferred to Ross right. from Hamilton. Right. Uh, as an eighth grader. Right. And so like the, the amount of anxiety of 
man, this is such formative years of their life. And how's that transition going to be? And are they going to find the right friend group and the right things to do? And he's had such an incredible experience and got off to a great start at Ross Middle School. So as a parent uh, and someone who lives in the community as well, that's super important to me and something that, you know, really happy that that he had that experience and now is is doing great in high school as well. So I, I think that's, you know, yeah. Being at a middle school, those formative years, and uh, to stick around that, that many years and, and continue to be a part of that process is really yeah. something special. So what are you doing at the middle school? What is your focus at the middle school in, in helping sure. these kids with these transitions and stuff? What do you focus on there? Well, and I, I guess the best way to kind of summarize that, like we use this slogan, we use RAMS. So we try and focus on respectful, accountable, motivated, Ooh. service. So those are the four words that we try and preach and live by. You know, things that we do are always under that guise. Mm. So trying to come up with ways to help people do that. The other piece is, you know, I'm a big proponent. Our staff's a big proponent. If we can offer it at the middle school, we try and make sure kids get it. You know, I've often said this too, like nobody looks back in their life and goes, you know, thank goodness I didn't try this. You know, thank goodness I didn't ever take an art class. Now, as you get older, that may not be where your focus is or where you want to be. But when you're in the middle school, you know, art may not be for everybody. Music may not be for everybody, you know, that. But you need to have that chance to experience it and discover that. So we do a lot of, if we can offer it, we try and get kids into it. What's an example of that? So music's a big one. So, really? yep, okay. we, we make sure every kid takes music as they come through. Art is a big one. So every kid has, has art class, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, still PE. Band and choir are only two true electives, okay. so to speak, mm-hmm. if they want to be part of the band or choir and specialize a little bit in that. Um, we have a wide array of tech courses we do. Um, we still have a life skills course, which I'm very excited about. Holly Vining does that. What do you do in your life skills? Because I know Everything, that's changed yeah, over the years. Financial literacy to sewing to cooking. Wow. So a lot, all those types of things still take place there. Kind of just like it sounds, trying to teach those life skills to yeah. kids. And I'll mention a little later about FCCLA. We added that program. Holly does okay. that. So, you know, the idea for us is we want kids to have a good middle school experience, a good basis so that when they get to high school and they start having to choose those paths, you know, they have something to draw. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a big part of it. And I just, I always say, you know, I love my staff. They are fantastic. I've had people ask me at meetings before and things when I've been out of other districts, look, Ross is successful. You know, we hear about Ross in the paper and they get good test scores, which I'll mention again. You know, they do all these things. You know, Mr. what do you guys do? Like, what program do you use? Well, you know, what do you got? And I tell people all the time, like, it's not a program. If you want to replicate what we do in Ross, what you need to do is come hire all our people, take them to your building, put them there, and let them do what they do. Fantastic. So, um, you know, and I think to a person, everybody in our district, in our school, they care about kids. They want kids to be successful. As and the guy in charge of hard. HR, I'm going to advocate for not coming and taking <laughs> I, all of our uh, staff. Yes. And as the middle school principal has to, you know, help him, absolutely not. I won't give them up. I was waiting. You know, for so. <laughs> maybe cloning them all. How's right. That? There How's you that? go. Right. So. Sure. So, um, so your art and your music, mm-hmm. you you automatically do that. Art, music, PE, and then we have tech courses. They're a little bit different depending on grade levels. Like in sixth grade, it's more of an introductory course. Um, we have an eighth grade automation robotics. That's our only Butler tech 
on-site course we offer at the middle school. We have an app creator class that seventh graders take. So, Whoa. yeah. So we do, Ross has done a very nice job of supporting that avenue. So our kids get a lot of tech experience as they kind of roll up into the seventh school. graders are learning how to write their own apps. They do app, yes, they do an app creation course. Yes, that's so, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Miller how did you come up with that? that? I cannot take the credit for that. It kind of ties in that project lead the way curriculum, those types of things. But it, we used to offer more of a CAD lab type program. And as mm-hmm. we were looking at, okay, it was great had digital photography and things just technology is one of those things that gets outdated very quickly. So as we met with Mr. Mills and worked with, you know, central office and curriculum, talked to kids about what would be helpful for them, that was the vein that we went down. Great. So what else have you got on your list there? All kinds of stuff. So, I mean, we'll just kind of start yeah, running through absolutely. some of the good yeah, things Yeah, why don't we run it, run it down? So, yeah, yeah let me brag a little bit. There you so, go. If you don't mind. I always like to start off with, you know, look, amongst everything else, I want to talk a little bit about academic performance. And it's it's – High of my mind right now. We're in the middle of state testing right now. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. So actually, we were completing some makeup assessments today. And I know, first of all, how I just everybody needs how much we appreciate the effort the kids and the families and everyone does because it is an unbelievably stressful time for everyone. Yep. So, and, you know, we've been blessed here at Ross, thanks to all that support, our kids do really well. ODE rates our schools based on how we perform. So last year and with COVID and the way things have been, report cards have been different, but the metric they kind of sent out last year was our performance index. So they looked at the Butler County schools and rated them. So looking at performance index, there were 73 school buildings they rated in Butler County last year. Um, Ross Middle School was the only middle school to score in the top 10. All the other schools in the top 15, other than Ross High School, were elementary schools. So Ross High School, Ross Middle School, the only ones in the top 15 in Butler County that were not an elementary school. Now, Morgan, Tom should be very proud about Elda, too. They were both top 10. Tom, I think, actually, Morgan came out number one. So, but... We're just really proud of that. Absolutely, so, you should be. Yeah. That's incredible. So, and I think, again, going back to last year, I mean, that, that last year was probably one of the most difficult years yes. in the history of public education Absolutely. in terms of dealing with COVID and the pandemic. And obviously, we did everything we possibly could to stay in school all year, right. in person right. all year, uh, it, which I think helps our helped our students' performance. But what, the, what our staff was able to do last year during an incredibly challenging teaching year, not just at the middle school, right. but in all of our buildings, it is is nothing short of phenomenal. Right. I, and yeah, now you exactly. now you have the now you have the proof. We have the data to back is, it up. Yeah, so, absolutely. And you know, and that's part of it. You know, I just extremely proud of the effort of our staff, of our students, mm-hmm. and things they did. And you know, we've shown that time and time again in this community. Our, our kids rise to the challenge. Our staff rise to the challenge. And I like to echo too. We talked about that last last week a little bit. Our last podcast, I mean, we did that with the second lowest per pupil expenditure in the county. So, you know, I always feel like, and I'm a lifelong, we give a a really good value for the dollar. Big bang for the buck. Great. Great. Yeah. That's good. Um, And then I also like talk, I just thought, I kind of listened to the last couple of podcasts about things going on in the different buildings, those things, just run down some of the opportunities available to kids that are at the middle school outside maybe those classes we talked about so I just thought I'd kind of run through that hit some of the highlights of some of the things that are going on just that people may not even know you know our band just fantastic group Um, you know they had a concert 
last week. Uh, it was a concert in the round with the high school where all the bands, our sixth grade band, our seventh and eighth grade band, high school band, all in the gym in like a big circle and each took turns playing. High school, they had a piece where each band played a part of it. It was just fantastic. And they have a percussion group um, where, and it was kind of, it was the first time that I actually got to see them live. I, you know, it's kind of, you know, the, the drummers are playing, the guitars playing, kids are dancing. I mean, I don't know if you've got to see it. And it involves middle school kids and high school kids together. They go to OMEA solo and ensemble contest at the middle school. Every, I mean, almost every kid scored really well. We had six seventh and eighth graders qualify for the District 8 Honor Band Ensemble this year. And we, and Mr. Morlock will tell you too, with COVID last year, our sixth graders last year really weren't able to have band like they typically do. So our seventh right. graders, this was kind of their first year in band, and they've just made so much progress. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah if great. they weren't able to play in there, and they right. made the honor band? Wow. Yeah, I know. That is incredible. I think yeah. that's a testament, again, to how our staff goes above and beyond. And Absolutely. we talked about it academically, but when you look at, at the arts and, and music, uh, Mr. Morlock, Mrs. Right. Barnett this year, the, yes. the job that they've done in providing those opportunities. I think athletically mm -hmm. you could say the same thing. Absolutely. You mentioned the tennis coaching. I know yep. Mr. Albrink, who's the yep. assistant principal. And how many years has Tony been with you? Oh, it's probably going on nine, nine or ten years. Yeah. And, yeah. But he, he, again, steps up and, and coaches two sports at the middle schools, coaches football, coaches yeah, track right? and field. That's so, again, what you said earlier about this community and the type of people. Absolutely. And, people that are willing to go above and beyond for kids every day, right. uh, whether it's in the classroom or outside of the classroom and extracurriculars, arts, music. And I think that's what makes this place special and, and really what makes this such a wonderful educational community moving forward. Great. Absolutely. The choir, like we're having we're, this week, so it'll be oh, yeah. a couple weeks ago, we're in the middle of show choir auditions right now. Right. So our middle school show choir is auditioning. Mrs. Barnett is mm -hmm. doing that. Well, you have a middle school we show We have choir. a middle school. We I started didn't that, that about five, six years ago. We were able to do that. Mr. Finkbein had really grown yeah. the high school program, um, which was fantastic. I had two kids that were alumni of that. I know Mr. Castator has been involved with yeah. the show choir. Stepdaughters so. and been in show choir yep. since seventh grade. And wow. just, yeah. again, that opportunity in middle right. school has led to something Absolutely. really good for her now right. as a high school junior. And uh, she's excited about going into her senior year of show choir next year. Absolutely. So our, our vocal program, I mean, just great. Just both of them, just out the vocal, instrumental. They're actually going to Kings Island May, check my notes, 14th, and performing at that music in the school oh, yeah. showcase. Yeah, yeah. So that we have that coming up. Um, I want to give a shout out, Mrs. Vining and Mr. Mills. Uh, we have a Good Morning Ross Middle School program. Basically, we put on a weekly news show at the middle school where the kids, <laughs> they're the anchors and editors, and they do all the work. COVID has changed. We even, they even managed to keep it going during COVID where kids would film from home and submit clips and do things. So, wow. Yep, they are celebrating their 30th anniversary this year of that program. So they started that back when they recorded it on videotapes and things. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, and it's been fun to watch. They This year they've tried to get former anchors and alumni to film little clips and send them oh, in. So seeing some cool. of the people who hadn't done it for 20 years coming in with, you know, good morning, Ross Middle School and starting that off. So, you know, that's a fabulous opportunity. It's available to everyone. Um, we have very strong, Dr. Conkles mentioned this a few times on his shout outs, our Rambotics program. Mm -hmm. um, that's at the high school and the middle school. We actually host a Rambotics regional tournament every November where we have other schools that come in and compete. And if you haven't seen it yet, they set up the big tables oh, yeah. and the robots drive around and that. It's not quite like battle bots like you see on television. <laughs> They're not trying to destroy each other, but it gets pretty competitive. And that program has done everything from 
Uh, we've had state ambassadors. We had one of the first all-girls teams in the state of Ohio who, who competed. This year, Dr. Conkle mentioned the Lego uh, maskers made it to the state tournament. Um, they actually uh, won the Innovation Project Award there for the second year in a row, and I believe they're going for a patent on their project. We've had that type of thing happen before. So it's just a, a patent. A, yes, they're going for a patent on one of their projects this year. So in a middle school program, correct? Yeah. So and it, it's just that's a great. Pro- and once again, we have kids all types of backgrounds and interest levels who can get involved in something that maybe they wouldn't have been involved in before. Right. So and it, I, I like that program because it's not just the robot either. They focus on core values, and then they have a project component to it. So we've been doing that for several years, and. The only limit we have, the district has been incredibly supportive of that covered registration. That the only limit we have on size is we use volunteer yeah. parent coaches who come in and help coach. So we form teams based on number of kids that are interested and can we find coaches for it? So that's great. Uh, FCCLA, I mentioned that. Um, you know, unlike the high, the high school, actually Butler Tech runs that program. Mrs. Vining, who's our life skills teacher. Would, it, I had some interest in starting that up a few years ago, uh, which we did. And um, what is FCLA? Family, for those who Career, don't know. and Community Leaders of America. So, really? Yes. And um, they compete, they go to various competitions. Um, Holly has done such a good job building that program. This year, we have over 40 students who will be competing at the state level in uh, the 28th and 29th of April. Um, so I think every kid who was on the team qualified for the state level. So they got gold and silvers at regionals, moved on, and they do some fantastic projects. And each year the kids come up with those projects that fit different criteria. This year, for example, there was a math maniacs group who went and did some tutoring at the RIS building. Um, oh. You know, it, we've had different things. One was focusing on like driving safety. We've done all kinds of different things. Each year it, it just depends. And that group, I want to give them a shout-out. We haven't even gone to the state level to compete yet. I've already been notified as the building administrator. They've won three awards already before we go up there. They won the National Program Award, um, which talked about, um, you know, integrating peer-to-peer educational programs into the curriculum and help implement a community project. They won the Go for Red Award, which recognizes chapters who excelled in recruitment and increasing their membership. And then they won the Families Acting for Community Traffic Safety, or FACTS, Initiative Award. So, And that award actually comes uh, with a cash prize of $2,500, which goes back to help support the program because it's entirely kind of self-funded, and the district help pays for part of it. And I believe, and if I'm reading this correctly, they will get the check from Channel 10 Sports anchor Dom Tibieri. And the Ohio State University head football coach Ryan Day will be handing them that check. No kidding. So yeah, and I'm a Bravo. big Buckeye fan, so that's making me excited. I think that's why I'm going to chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> um, Three so. major awards already. already. Yeah, and haven't even been up to compete yet. So Fantastic. we've had kids go to national level. So Holly and that part, they've just done an outstanding job. Yeah, well, how long has this program been active? Holly, we've done this now. I think. Four or five years, so it's not been long. So but that's she, impressive yeah, that you're already impressive. going to the national level very after impressive. four years. Yes. Yeah, that, I was going to bring that up. Nashville last year was Nashville was last year, yeah. and I, I know we had a handful of students, mm-hmm. maybe ten to twelve, that yep. that qualified for nationals yep. last year. And, and again, I'll echo that. Mrs. Vining had done an incredible job. Yes. 
with that program. And, and I would say that has to be one of the premier FCCLA programs at the middle school level in this area, if not in the state. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Absolutely. Again, like you said about middle school, that's when kids are kind of choosing their path, right? right. So mm-hmm. right. exposing them to all these opportunities that can then lead to greater things at the high school level and even beyond it. That's something that that I think makes a huge difference for our, our students within the district. Yeah, it's great it's, stuff. Yeah. yeah, appreciate that. You got more? I got more. <laughs> um, we do have a National Junior Honor Society uh, yeah. as well. Um, seventh and eighth graders to be a member of Honor Society. They focus on scholarship. You have to maintain a, at least a 3.3 leadership inside and outside of school, character, service. Uh, a lot of people are familiar with that. You have to apply. You have to right. do a lot of extra a things lot. to get I into that. I served on that committee to yeah. review those in, at the high school level. Absolutely. I Absolutely. can't even imagine. It is, it is very yeah. stringent. And we are up to 70 total 7th uh, and 8th graders who have qualified. We inducted 33 new members this year. And They've done a fantastic job. They do things to help Matthew 25 Ministries. They have Help a Teacher Days. Uh, They do a holiday child program that's sponsored by Good Samaritan's Purse. Um, Also, uh, there's a Junior Honor Society scholarship that kids can earn. Um, And every year for about the past, I think it's six years, we have had at least one student apply and win that scholarship. So wow. that's a, that's actually a really, uh, that's a good thing. And it's, I think it's a $500 scholarship they get that they get to keep. And when they go off to college, it grows in a mutual fund, hopefully. And they're, you know, able to use that money. So wow. they do, anytime we need anything, that group's like, how can I help? So and this is a public school. Absolutely. Right? This is a public school. You, you, you usually have that kind of you hear about anyway, and that's why we're doing this podcast to let folks know in your community that it's not just those private schools that do these outreach programs and feed the hungry and, and the academic levels. Right. You know, everybody kind of goes, oh, it's a public school education. This, and you're at the middle school right. level, right. right? Doing a junior honor society that 70 kids yeah. are eligible. Right. That's right. fantastic. Right. Kudos to you and your staff. Yeah. If, if there's something they see that would be good for kids, like FCCLA, they're willing to step up and do it. Right. So, and, you know, and most of the things like, you know, I'll mention we have a chess club. Mrs. Zemanacker started that a few years ago. She was like, there are a lot of kids that want to play chess. Yeah. Like, okay, well, what do we do? Stays after school. Other teachers step up. She also helps coach track. So it's track season right now. She can't. So, you know, Mrs. Plowman, other teachers, well, I'll cover it while she's gone. So That's kids can just beautiful. stay and play chess. So, you know, one of our custodians a few years ago before he retired would stay. He liked to play chess, and he would stay and play chess with the kids. So, you know, things like that. We still have a Rampages, which is uh, like a student newspaper. Um, when I started, again, being very old and been here a while, it was a paper newspaper that we sold like the tradition. You know, that's moved to more of a digital publication now where they put that oh, together. Oh, wow, yeah. Share Didn't that even with think the kids online. Right. So we don't do the actual paper newspaper anymore. Uh, Mrs. Orr and other teachers have done that over the years. Kids write all the articles, do all the research, do all the interviews, you know, everything from fiction stories to covering book you know, book reviews and, you know, ongoing Is news. that after school or is that? They do that after school. Yep. Journalism is still around. Journalism, yeah. Good exactly. journalism right. is still absolutely, around. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what they're able to produce, it's fantastic. Because, you know, now being online, it's not just the written word. You know, you some of the visuals video and, and the visuals video and things. And, yep. Absolutely, that they can incorporate in that. It's been That's great. great. Yep. 
So mentioned chess club. We have student council. Um, our eighth graders just got back from Washington, D.C. A, a few weeks ago. So we still do an annual Washington, D.C. trip. But Mrs. Bruck, Mrs. Kiefer, both do an outstanding job organizing that. And that has been very challenging the last few years. Even this yeah. year, we, we typically try and go in the fall. We've discovered that it just seems to be a better time. It's a little less crowded. Yeah. I think the last, Steve can tell you, last Two, two years, years at least yeah. we've we've had to move it to the spring at last minutes and shuffle and that you know so there were there are a lot of logistical hurdles this year 100%. there were some uh, vaccine mandates in place and yes. some masking mandates and people oh, yeah. trying to figure out can I go can right. I not go but again I, I think uh, Mrs. Kiefer and Mrs. Brock they they do so they're so passionate Absolutely. about that trip and that Absolutely. experience for our students that right. uh, they really do a great job of coordinating right. that and I know the kids that go both both my kids that are here and Ross yeah. had a chance to go on that trip and they still talk about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. A great experience. We lay a wreath at the Tomb of Unknown Soldiers, so kids are picked. They live stream that on Twitter yeah, now yeah. every year so that you can Do see they really? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, get that's something else, too. I really appreciate our staff and our students and our, you know, administration, everyone. We do our best to try and keep up with things. Hey, you know, kids are going to D.C. Well, how can we share that experience with people Absolutely. back home? Well, let's use social media. Let's tweet things out. Let's do it. So, you know, I really appreciate it. Uh, Mr. Castator mentioned some athletics. Uh, Mr. Beck, Mr. Richards have done a great job with that. I just want to highlight a little bit. Sometimes with athletics, people hear about the high school and how great yeah. they're doing. Mm -hmm. I even mentioned that. Middle school, very successful this year. You mentioned Mr. Albrink. Uh, he's actually stepped up, coached football for us, in addition to being an assistant principal at the middle school, which – yeah, sometimes I look at him like he's crazy, but uh, he coached the eighth graders this year. I think did seventh graders last year, so he looped. That team went undefeated in the league over the last two years, won the SWAC championship the last two years. I think they've lost one game one, one in two game years. One game in two years. Yep, so did an outstanding job with that. Um, in basketball, our eighth-grade boys basketball team won the regular season and the tournament during their two years of middle school in seventh and eighth grade. They were 33-3 and three overall. I looked this up the other day, and 19-1 and one in the league. Seventh-grade boys basketball won the regular season tournament. Eighth-grade girls basketball stepped up and won the tournament this year. So really successful year on the field. I also appreciate, and I think, I think Mr. Richards then may be a guest at some point too, but they do a SALT program. Yes. Uh, it actually started with the high school. It's a student academic leadership team. Um, and when Mr. Rettinger was actually working with us as dean of students, and Mr. Beck's kept that up, we expanded that to the middle school level as well, and it's now at the RIS building. And they do a fantastic job of getting high school athletes that come down and meet with middle school kids and risk kids, kind of show oh, them wow. that connection between, hey, you know, those kids that you're looking at out on the field that a lot of you younger ones idolized, here they are. And they can Fantastic. talk to them, share experiences, wow. and they do leadership activities, you know, and I'll let them share everything. But that is an outstanding program. And it's just grown leaps and bounds over the last Great. several years. Great. So, yeah. You know, other highlights, too, just kind of getting off some of the activities. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out, again, to our counselors, uh, Ms. Jeffrey, uh, Mrs. Rice. Outstanding. They're just outstanding people. Then they, two people, just so passionate, again, about helping kids. And they do everything from running lunch bunches to um, we started Second Step. It's an SEL program this year at the middle school. We do that on Fridays. It's something the elementary's have done the last several years. Mm -hmm. um, and it's now a K-8 program. Mm -hmm. So that, it, again, trying to keep that continuity as we looked at that, that seemed to be something – that, would, that worked well for all those grade levels. That way, once again, they have that common experience as they move their way on up. 
Um, they do things like Kindness Week, you know, those types of things. But one of the things I'm most excited about this year, we started a Hope Squad at the middle school. Um, it's something that's been at the high school uh, for several years. Uh, it starts off, it's kind of a, it's kind of a student-led organization that focuses on it's designed about suicide prevention is where it starts. Oh, but wow. basically what it is is, you know, kids in the building nominate other students that they would be willing to talk to if they had a problem. So, and they send in a list of names and then those kids with parent permission are kind of trained on, you know, hey, what, this is what you do if someone comes to you with an issue. Here's how you can talk to adults. Here's how you, how you work through that. We have a lot of training things. Our counselors have headed that up. They saw it at the high school. Uh, Dr. Conkle, Mr. Castor, are very supportive. They helped us, you know, bring in those people to train that. So we have our first Hope Squad at the middle school, So, which is very exciting to me. And that's students from all avenues. You know, it may be a, someone who's excited about music. It may be an athlete. It may be somebody who's in that technology work. Their peers are the ones who say, hey, this is, a, this is someone else that I'm comfortable speaking to. So, you know, I'm just really excited about that. I'm anxious to see where that goes. Uh, and so I think they do a great job with that. Um, they also did a March Madness near and dear to Mr. Castator's heart college and career uh, activity. So as we did that, uh, so, but they did something that with that, they use, you know, that theme to promote college and career awareness. So we had different questions and things. So I just, I like give a Love shot. that idea. They're always trying to come up with ways to help our kids emotionally you know, academically, you know, we started a guided intervention at their leadership this year. We had a few, we'd run an intervention bell at the middle school uh, for a lot. It's kind of like study hall where kids have a study hall at the same time, but they're assigned to a teacher similar to the high school Ram bell. Um, But we had a few teachers where the counselors work really closely with our staff to, you know, maybe select some students who, you know, need a little extra help, whether Mm -hmm. it's with homework, whether Mm -hmm. it's with attendance, whether it's just support during the day, whether it's academics, kind of pair them up, you know, and that's been very successful. We've seen a lot of improvement with that. Um, you know, other things we do, Red Ribbon Week. We have an annual Pink Day, uh, which is basically in October. It's for Oh, cancer for Breast awareness. Cancer yeah, Awareness Month, right. yes. So middle school's done that several years, sell shirts, other things. All that money gets donated back to various yeah. cancer organizations. Right. We've done that for a while. Uh, we do have a canned food drive the week of the 25th through the 29th. That'll go to our local food pantry out of the risk building, so... Uh, if you catch this before, although I think we'll be a little bit, but it, we'll take them even after yeah, but the fact. you'll tweet that out. Absolutely. And we'll take them after yeah. the fact. So if you've got cans, go ahead and send those in. We'd appreciate that. Um, so just lots of really good things going on at the middle school. Fantastic. So, yeah. Um, just trying to think what else to just very quickly, a couple other little things. We do pie awards. Our counselors do that. Progress in education oh, awards. Okay, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it, it does it, involve it, actual pies. It does. It does. <laughs> no actually, yeah. So what, what they came up with, and this was kind of our our counselor's idea. Once a quarter, our staff nominates students who have made progress in some area, whatever that may be. It's not just you're on the honor roll all the time. It is you know maybe your grade has gotten better. Maybe you you know have really focused on trying to get your homework in this quarter. Whatever. So if you've made progress, we have a ceremony for them. We try and have a breakfast. We recognize them. Pre-COVID, we'd invite parents in. We're getting ready to do that again where they come in before school. We have that ceremony. And they do, like Mr. Castator said, they get an actual pie. So because the idea is you take that pie home, have it with your family, because success is not just yes. the kids. It's the whole family. Brilliant. So, yeah. So, well, so what does pie stand for? Progress in education. 
So and that, and I, and that's an know. initiative, again, like you mentioned, that it's not just the same kids that get recognized right. over and over for right. academic or athletic accomplishments. It can be a, a student that may not get recognized Absolutely. in a lot of cases, but they've made tremendous amount of growth in a particular area, whether it's behavior or responsibility. Uh, those kinds of things are super important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Making sure that mm-hmm. we're recognizing that. We could talk all the time about in education about a growth mindset. Absolutely. Right? And, and so you may get yeah. off to a rough start, but if you're showing growth and, and progressing through, that's important. I know Mr. Hall mentioned the same thing about his Absolutely. breakfast of champions down in yeah. Elda, kind of a similar yeah. uh, concept where students are rewarded for making some of those the, that growth right. and those changes over the course of the school year. I right. love the idea that you'd get to take the pie home and celebrate <laughs> right. your accomplishment right. with your family. Absolutely. And yeah. I can't say enough. You've mentioned, and I, our staff, just the way they are always willing to do whatever yep. it takes. And that, that is from, you know, and some people forget about this type of thing. It's not just teachers either. Like I mentioned, we have custodians yeah. who come and do things. And our cafeteria workers who make the cafeteria inviting and right. decorate for, you know, holidays and are they're willing to, hey, this kid Bus needs drivers this. that Bus are up at the crack of dawn and still driving, Absol- you know, absolutely. in the dark at night. Yeah. Yeah, I had absolutely. a conversation with someone today about it, it doesn't matter what job you have in a school district. Everyone is an educator. Absolutely. It, it's some form or fashion. And no matter what you're doing, whether it's working the cafeteria, driving a bus, being a custodian, a counselor, a secretary, uh, whatever your job is, you're, you're involved in the education exactly. of that whole child uh, throughout the time that they're at your school. And that's, again, something really special about Ross and mm-hmm. just the amount of opportunity that's being afforded to kids in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade in the middle school. And uh, I know we'll have Mr. Rettinger on at some point to talk about RIS, and I think he's trickled some of those same things Absolutely. down. Uh, into the fourth and fifth grade level. He spent, what, almost 20 years himself he at did. the middle school as he a did. teacher and as an administrator. And uh, so, yeah, really smooth transition from the elementary now to the intermediate level to the middle school and high school. And that's really what that school community idea mm-hmm. is about and, and one of the things that makes this place really special. I agree. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Mr. Saylor. I really appreciate everything that you, you brought. I mean, this this was very enlightening to me. Kudos to you and your staff. And the fact that you all work together from, from administration down to the custodial staff and the bus drivers, you're all working together. I like what you said. That everybody's involved in the education. All right, we're going to transition here. Do you have any accolades and shout outs? Just I mean, a couple of things. It's yeah. one of the hard to believe that as this uh, podcast goes down this weekend, we're going to be looking at 24 days of school Whoa. left in this school year, <laughs> which is kind of hard to believe. We're, we're pushing to May real quick. And a couple athletic shout-outs, uh, Mr. Saylor's tennis squad, and he helps coach uh, beat uh, that, that green and white team down on New London Road last night in a match. So that's always <laughs> always fun uh, for the Ram community, the real Ram community, that's as right. we like to call it. That's right. uh, and then baseball also had a great win last night. Uh, again, this will be – I know this is dropping on Sunday, but uh, beat a, a big swack win against Harrison on a walk-off home run by Braden Friesman. Mm-hmm. A tie game in the seventh, and he had a solo home run to win the game 5-4. to four, So – uh, all of our spring sports, I think, off to a, off to a great start this year. We've hosted a number of track meets. I think six track meets already. Mm. Mr. Richards loves loves a good track <laughs> meet. So uh, we're you know up and running in full force and spring sports and heading towards the end of the school year, which is unbelievable. And uh, hopefully everyone can finish strong and, and and keep doing all the great things we're doing. Wow, fantastic, gentlemen! This has been a pleasure. This I learned a lot again. I can't believe that I'm still getting educated. 
after all these all these years. So you can always find our podcast online at rossrams.com. All the other information is there. Follow us, including the middle school and all the sports teams you got going there on, on the social media feeds. And if you've got questions or anything, you can drop us a line at info underscore RLSD at rossrams.com. That's right. Great. So uh, tune in for our next episode. So tune in next time. And thanks again, gentlemen. You did a nice job. Yeah. Both of you have radio voices. Uh, there that's you right. Go. That's right. All right. <laughs> thanks again. That brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you found this episode informative, entertaining, and beneficial to you. As always, thanks for listening to the Ross Local School District podcast. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to come back in two weeks for our next episode. Be sure to follow the school district on social media, Facebook, and our new Twitter account at InfoRLSD. Until then, this is Sean Moss, and don't forget, discover, aspire, and relate every day. This podcast was created by the Ross Local School District. It was produced and recorded at Ross High School.